Player. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. Hey, hey. Hey, gents. How you going? Great. It's, yeah, it's been a little while. It's been a little while since our last podcast. So, um, so many games to catch up on. Are you guys excited? Very, very Jono. It, it's, it's been an interesting bit of time between podcasts. Um, we're back in lockdown. Um, in Sydney, oh, so um, yes. plenty, plenty of time to catch up on games. I don't know about you guys, but not always feeling the kind of pull towards anything new, sticking with old faithful things. But yes, interesting times. How about you, Jace? Yeah, man, it's it's pretty much all just been the Game Pass stuff as usual. Like nothing has really come out that's grabbed my attention. Um, anything that was going to come out that I would have bought came out on Game Pass. Um, I think it's just, you know, it's just what's going on at the moment uh, where we're in this sort of funny period before the end of the year um, where a lot of stuff starts coming out, a lot of the, the big hitters, not that they're necessarily the best hitters, but they're the big hitters. Um, you know, you've got, you know, Call of Duty, Vanguard, and, and, and hopefully Halo. Um, but, uh, I, but I, yeah. I do want to talk about Halo, so we'll, we'll bring that up. That's good. I'm glad you bring that I thought, I thought you might. No, go ahead. <laughs> Yes, I've no, no, no. yeah. Oh, no, that's all I was going to say. Really, it's just um, I think that's what we're waiting on. But uh, it's again, it is a funny time of the year. We're not one hundred percent sure whether or not those games are actually going to are going to make it. Right, um, things change all the time, and and a lot of those yeah. a lot of those big titles that were coming out this year got delayed by one or two months. So um, it's it's yeah, fingers crossed. I suppose. Oh, it's like the movies at the moment. I mean, you think about this is interesting. This today's podcast, I think, is going to be a real mix, and you guys have kind of already covered it today. We're going to look at some of the classics, maybe. We'll see what we talk about. We're going to look at some of the stuff we've been playing, definitely on Game Pass, because hell, where else do you go these days? And um, that is, if you're an Xbox uh, player, if you're not, yeah, we won't hold against you, and or PC. And then, of course, um, what's coming up. And I've got to agree with the sentiments. There's not a lot that's coming out this year or that's coming later in the year that has really got me sitting on the edge of my seat. There's a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, and I'd love to hear your points of view. And I'd really like to hear what you're playing as well because I've got to um, mirror you guys with, you know, Game Pass has taken up a bit of my time. And I know there's some titles we've all been playing. Um, but also, like Joe, I have been playing a little bit of Fortnite. The season's yeah. been fun. Um, let's be honest. I just like winning and I can against 12-year-olds. So, you know what? My, my reaction time's getting slower. But it turns out, and this is, this is the only bit of Fortnite I'm going to talk about for the rest of the episode, is that the kids love the shotguns, but I can win by standing back about 100 metres with a rifle. So um, I don't think there's any kids listening to our podcast, so hopefully my secret is safe. <laughs> but I'd love to talk about let's talk let's jump straight into Game Pass because there's been some new releases on there which I have been a lot of fun and I know all of us have played them and um there's been a few old releases that got some recent uh, uh love as well. So I'm gonna kick it off with one of them. Um I got to play for the first time in years Quake. And I was pretty happy about that. What a drop into Game Pass, classic Quake. I'd forgotten how much fun it is to pick up that nail gun and then find the ammo labelled Nine Inch Nails with their logo from the, the band. And I'm not a big metal fan, but, you know, um, the, the soundtrack is pretty rocking on that. But even the game, like, it runs so smoothly. I went straight to hard. And you know what? I know there was a period of time where games 
in the past were harder. But I think Quake must have been around about that time where even when you jumped into hard, um, or maybe I was just good at the game, but I, I, I breezed through the first couple of levels. Is Are you guys good to go? I haven't played it, honestly, since back in the day. But what I do remember of it, like in, it being like a, the graphical kind of powerhouse, but just the whole uh, of its time. Um, but that, the whole <laughs> skating around on the stage, uh, uh, the way that kind of your character would just, yeah, like slide. Um, that, that, that's what I remember most about it. Like the movement was very Quake-esque, uh, I guess. It's, uh, yeah. You play the game nowadays and it's like, oh, yeah, this kind of plays like that. But no, I haven't played the update. It's, um, it's worth, uh, worth a play. Jace. Yeah, no, the last I played a Quake was on the Dreamcast. Um, and yes! it was it was one of the first, um, uh, I think it was probably the first multiplayer game that, that I actually played once you could, you know, plug it into a, an old dial-up modem. Yeah. And um, and the funny thing with the Dreamcast was that it came with a keyboard, the keyboard and mouse. Um, and so everyone's playing on their controllers and, and there was this keyboard and mouse attachment that was used for like three games, maybe. Um, one of them I being, never had the keyboard and mouse. I've, I've still got it in a in a box somewhere, but yeah, it's um, it's yeah, yeah. I used it for Fantasy Star Online and, and to chat on that, but um, yeah, but yeah, using the keyboard and the mouse and Quake on a Dreamcast put you at a very very unfair advantage, uh, just just based <laughs> on how quickly you could move, um, and yeah, that was that was just you know, it's a highlight. It's it's a little bit like your Fortnite experience, right? You've got this sort of edge on some of these other players, and and uh, yeah. and yeah, it's always it's always fun. You, you're not you're not quite cheating. You just you know. You're, at a, you're just at a different level, so yeah. Uh, I, th- I think this might require us to have a game of Quake sometime soon. Um, for everyone who's interested, if you don't have Game Pass, it's only about fifteen bucks, and it dropped on everything. So it's not only on the Xbox; it's on PC, on Switch, and on PlayStation Four, and then therefore Five, thanks to backwards compatibility. Um, it's Quake, Quake One, Two, and Three on the PC at least. Yeah, so, um, yeah, PC, you're right. Quake 1, 2, and 3 on those other platforms is just the original remastered. So the graphics are nice and sharp. Um, they haven't, like, gone in and, you know, smoothed everything off to perfectly round corners or anything. But um, So it keeps that bit of nostalgia, but, you know, with the rose glasses on. It um, does. It's, it's, yeah, they did, they did a 4K upgrade and a widescreen yeah. upgrade as well, which, which makes it look a little bit different. Um, but, yeah, I, it's... It, I was going to say I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's actually fun. I've got to get back into it. Awesome. So hopefully we'll all get a game in soon. Um, oh, and also uh, Good Old Games actually has the shareware levels and the RTX upgrade, which gave it a real graphical lift for Quake 2. That's free as a download because the shareware levels were free and so was this um, this RTX upgrade that was, I think, developed by fans. Um, nice. And for the next, I think it's 10 hours, so probably if you're listening to this podcast over the next couple of days, you might have missed it already. Um, you can get Quake 2 uh, Quad Damage, which is uh, like the, the full game and all the expansions for it um, on Good Old Games for about 5 bucks Australian or just under $5 Australian. So I picked that up as well. I'm going to give it a go because I, I did enjoy it. I have fond memories of buying the first Quake at the airport of all things, Sydney <laughs> Airport, because my mum was going to New Zealand for a visit of some sort and I was on holidays. So I... Went with us to the airport, found a copy for cheap, bought it, and went home. And that was my next couple of days. It was great. Yeah, I miss, right. I miss the days of those big boxes on PC. 
You and me both. It was it was there was a complete waste of space, but I think it was purely for for advertising purposes because you know yeah. inside was usually you know not although actually back then you know you you did have pretty big manuals and color manuals and bound manuals and you know all sorts of literature that used to that come in there and then it hit this funny period where you started just getting jewel cases inside these giant boxes. Yeah. And then I don't know. I guess something happened and I was just like, what's the point? What's the point of having a box this big? Um, oh, you know, then that, yeah. that worst period where cards started appearing in there, so there wasn't even a disc or um, yeah. or anything, and you're just getting the card inside of a massive box, which yeah, it's happens a bit occasionally today. Yeah, that's usually some sort of Steam code or something like that, or you'll get a you'll get a disc um, that will have some of the data on it. You got to download the rest of it. So, exactly, that is gaming today. <laughs> Um, all right, moving along from uh, trip down nostalgia lane with Quake. Um, I thought I'd bring this one up quickly, but I know you have both played it. But Hades is great. Yeah, Hades is good fun. It, it's um, I'm glad that I sort of waited to continue with it on the Xbox. Uh, unfortunately, it's one of those games. I think it's a little bit like any roguelite or Dark Souls, where um, if you stop playing it, you lose the skill. And you uh, you have to sort of just keep at it. I I'm definitely not as good as I was when I played it on PC, and I'm I'm finding it hard to catch up again. Um, okay. But I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. Sorry, Joe, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that that was one of my favourite games of last year. Um, really surprised me just how you know, like Jay said, the 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 gameplay elements of it were awesome, but just the story really kind of kept me going every every run felt meaningful and worthwhile and even even sometimes i would just purposefully die so i could go back and kind of get the next part of the story but i i, play, I put too much time on the pc version i won't be playing it on xbox but yeah i'm so happy Jono, I, that you're playing it i think it's a game that you'll love all the way through yeah i i think his extended family and olympus sound like they're a bunch of beeps but um you know such is life um, for those of you listening at home, that beep was provided by me and not censored after the fact. All right. Um, I know there's some other games that you gents would like to talk about. There's one that I've just started. It has something to do with time. Yeah. Um, really. you, you, you go for it. You go <laughs> for it, No, I think, Jason, you've got to take it away because my time with this game didn't last much longer than the title, but you go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, look, uh, we're talking about 12 minutes, uh, which has come out on, on Game Pass for PC um, and, and for Xbox. And obviously you can buy it too, although I don't know why you would. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a game made by Annapurna who have um, pumped out a couple of releases lately. They usually do a fair few indie games. Uh, they make movies as well. Um, uh, the last Annapurna game I played was... Um, oh. I always get it confused with this other title. I've, they've both escaped me. It doesn't matter. There were, there were two <laughs> titles that had. There were two titles that had a very, very similar name: Outer Wilds and Outer Worlds. It was oh, the yes. Outer Wilds, which was the space game. Actually, they yep. were both space games. Both well, space games. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the it's the better space game. Um, and uh, yeah, basically, this game is. It stars Daisy Ridley, uh, James McAvoy, and Willem Dafoe. Although I have no idea why they did that, because James McAvoy you can't tell it's him. Um, no. I don't really know what Daisy Ridley sounds like anyway, and Willem Dafoe is an iconic voice, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. um, perfect role too. It's very menacing. He is, and and he and he plays that plays that role quite well. I think maybe the reason they went for the big names was to be able to draw in more of an audience. Um, in saying that, I, I feel like it was completely unnecessary. Um, it, it seems to be priced sort of just about right, and there's a lot more replayability. I mean, literally the entire game is replayability. It's it's Groundhog Day in a house. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, um, 
I like the way that it's gone. I, I can see the way that it's being constructed. It's being yep. constructed fairly smartly. It's still an indie game at its core. Um, and I don't mind repeating the same day again and again. And I, I'm trying to trip the game up. I'm trying to sort of find a way to, um, yeah, I guess just, just say, you know, just, just flip it up on itself a little bit. I'm not looking for glitches or anything. Just, just, you know, seeing whether or not they thought of this or they thought of that and, and they have every time. And I mean, that's the beauty of making a game that's in such a small space. Um, uh, you know, you don't take anything with you on, on each of your loops. Um, and it's no, it's no spoiler that, you know, this game is about loops. Watch the trailer. It, it, you know, it's clearly, that's what it is. Um, you live in 12 minutes at a time, although are you? Um, and, um, I, um, I'm, I'm about five to six hours into it, which is a lot longer than I expected to play it for. When yeah. you say you don't take anything with you, um, when you play through, like, you, you, and you get to the same sort of dialogue, it kind of blacks it out. Is that because you're, am I spoiling it? Oh, well, um, that your player's kind of remembering things that are happening between so you, you don't take any possessions with you, but you take knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge, yeah. yeah. Cool. And, yeah. and you should, you should take knowledge with you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's a great game to sit down. It, it has um, couch co-op kind of properties to it. It's more of a pass the controller over. Um, you don't even need to. You could just get a group of people, maybe not in lockdown. I wouldn't recommend it, but you could get a group of people <laughs> and you could, you know, just sit there and say, hey, what do you want to do? Like, which, you know, and somebody's like, try this, try that. And that's very much been the experience with, with Jen. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's an incredible game. It's, it's exceeded my expectations. Nice. Yeah, I, 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 I said I didn't play it for too long. I, I was going into it exactly the same way as Jace. I'm very much looking forward to this. I said I think it was our last E3 special. That was my most anticipated game um, that was coming out of it. And Ali and I, my wife and I, pl- sat down and played it this, exactly the same way, um, you know, kind of saying, oh, what, what should we do this time or what should we do next time? Um, but I encountered two game-breaking bugs, had to restart it both times. Um, I sent you guys a bit of a joke saying I, I beat 12 minutes because it's now been like 20-something minutes and the players are just yeah. clipping, dancing around. Um, but, yeah, and, and like, you know, Defoe couldn't do anything to stop me. Um, but then I, yeah, restarted it and then instantly got another one. So um, it was, it's been disappointing. Um, so I haven't kind of gone back to it yet, but... I have been thinking about it and I've actually been thinking about what I want to do next time I go and play it. So after my reinstall, I'll, I'll go back to it. But I, I, yeah, I've just got to stop being excited for games because they just keep on disappointing me. Or, you know, but I, I, I think, yeah, I, I agree with what Jason's saying though. It is just the story is so captivating. And the fact that you, you can kind of think, oh, will this work? And it does work um, is really cool. So yeah, I, I'm definitely going to go back to it. Um, I've had a similar. Ex- in fact, I've had the in-between experience between you guys. It's I put it on my Xbox, and um, the first time I played it, yeah, so many game-breaking glitches happened to me where the game froze. And I restarted it, tried it again. I had another experience, completely different situation. Game froze, and then uh, left it for that day. And I went back the next day and had none of those issues. And funnily enough, I was even streaming it to my iPad from my Xbox because the TV was in in use at the time. And um, yeah, perfect for streaming. Um, Works really well. But geez, um, just slight warning for anyone who's listening right now. There could be a spoiler in the next minute or so. Um, finding things like the knife and the phone in the game really changed the way it played out, and then totally didn't. So <laughs> I'm really intrigued to see where I go from here. Um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't even know that first thing you just mentioned was in the game. So there you go. And I thought I'd searched everywhere. So that'll help my next playthrough. It's so hard to see on the kitchen counter. 
I can assure you that everything has a use, um, even when it doesn't seem like it does, and, and you can use things in very, very funny and interesting ways. Um, yeah. Again, it's it's such a small space, and I would be disappointed if they didn't. I'm actually thinking I wish that they had a little bit more in that space, um, but yeah. it's yeah, it, it leaves it open for you know a 13 minutes or whatever they're going to call the next one if they do. Um, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's it's absolutely yeah, it, it's it's an amazing game. Um, one one point that's probably worth raising and something that I've noticed lately is that a lot of games on Xbox that you can pre-install and it's almost every single one of them now. Um, I'm, I'm pre-installing a lot of games that are coming out on Game Pass. You can pre-install stuff that's coming out in like next year, I think. Yeah. Um, but I recommend deleting those games if you pre-installed them and just starting from scratch on the day. I know that's not always viable, especially if you've been downloading something it's 100 gig and you know you're just trying to get a leg up but there's so many games i've run into where i've run into those problems as well and i'm just like okay delete start again uh it seems like a lot of people online are running into the same sort of problems as well yeah it's funny i, I don't think i pre-installed 12 minutes i installed it a okay. uh, day or two after it, it launched and yeah i agree i i had it's it's weird i've had the both experiences so it seems to have stabilized out which is good that's good um yeah Okay, the next thing I wanted to talk about was actually an expansion I picked up the other day. Yeah. So I got the expansion to Streets of Rage 4. What's the expansion? So it's a survival mode. It costs about $11. Um, okay. It's a whole heap of new arena levels. And the whole, the basis of the plot is one of the characters from Streets of Rage 3, Dr. Zan, I think it was, um, invents a computer that allows you to be prepared for the future, for the, the next big big villain and put you through all these nightmare scenario scenarios with um you know mr x's henchmen and maybe mr x who knows i haven't seen and you keep playing your way through it actually gave you a whole heap of extra characters so you could actually play as some of the um the main bad guys you fought in the original game so like estelle the cop who you were fighting all the way through the game she's now one of the fighters that you can play with and you get some different finish uh some like uh, blitz moves that they have uh you can unlock those throughout the course of the game so um yeah been really fun it's the sort of thing like joe does with tetris once a day um every couple of days i'll switch it on i'll play through a survival mode my goal is to it, it keeps giving you little rewards for getting up to a certain level so up to level 16 is the highest i've gotten and i get my next reward at level 18 so it's got some nice replayability and they um, they mix up some of the scenarios in, in terms of like what's the enemies you're going to face, what weapon drops you'll see, there's new weapons. And each time you finish um, a stage, and they're small self-contained stages, um, then they give you, before you jump into a portal, uh, two different power-ups you can choose from. And some power-ups might like give you more damage but remove the ability to jump or might give you 100% more damage, but then you'll take 100% more damage if you take a hit. So it becomes this real balancing act as to like, you know, what power-ups do I take into the next round to, it sounds, to get through? It sounds like Hades. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's, you're right. It's kind of like a bit of a mix between... Um, like a yeah, roguelike sort of thing. Yeah, um, I'm really enjoying it. It's good. Um, the rounds are really short. So like the 16 levels that I've gotten through, like you can, you can blitz your way through it pretty quickly. But um, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I've got to say, when you when you kind of want something different but a similar kind of flavour, I really strong highly recommend uh, River City Girls. I know I've said it before, but I I've think you'll played it, it and it did not catch me the same really? way. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Streets of Age Four is my. You know what? It, it's my game of the year from last year. I know we didn't nice. talk about games of the year from last year, but it's it's definitely up there. And awesome. um, I think it's as good time as, as any to talk about the game of the year for this year. 
which um, while it's sad that we've found out that Forge is coming later and that Co-op is coming later, yeah, I'm talking about Halo Infinite. Um, I know that Jace said at the start of the episode that, you know, are we going to see it this year? Are we not? Um, apparently, it's gone into the Australian Review Board's uh, ratings and it's got a rating of um, M15, I think it was. So that's usually a pretty good indicator that they're ready to launch. And if we okay. look at the way games are going, um, I think the lack of co-op could be uh, different for us because uh, if the Battle Royale mode that's been hinted at that's never mm. been officially confirmed um, does come into play, and it sounds like it is, um, I, th- I think we might not miss co-op initially because we'll be too busy surviving our way through a Halo ring. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, the whole sort of missing co-op thing leads me to believe that maybe there isn't that much of a campaign at all, um, uh, at least not at the moment, or maybe... I, I just don't understand why they can make a Battle Royale game and then they can make a PvP you know, firefight, whatever it is, um, standard, you know, what are they called? Deathmatch? There we go. Um, Firefight hasn't been confirmed either. And I love firefight. Right. But, but I don't, I don't understand why they can't just, you know, make a second character run around unless they had grander ambitions. Maybe they wanted to do a halo campaign where you like a little bit like, what was it reach or something where your second and third characters, it's not just the carbon copy, of, of Master Chief running around next to you um, in a different in a different suit. I don't know. Hey, um, Kelly, Fred, and Linda are not carbon copies, and I will not hear you use such horrible words against them ever again. <laughs> I don't I don't know who those people are, but I, I <gasps> blue team. Oh my god! I don't know. Um, so I'm just I'm, um, I'm gutted. I'm gutted. I'm sorry. I'll need to revisit the the uh, inevitable Halo special. Was that episode eleven or something? I, I um, can you know we can do a new one. It's time, and I can educate <laughs> you if you like. You can you can upskill um, me. Yeah, I can do a Zoom class on it for you if you like. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I think I think look, if there's a battle royale mode and they're you know gonna charge you for loot boxes or, or battle passes or whatever they're gonna call them, um, I can't remember the name of what they call them for the. Is it a battle pass in this one or is it something else? Yeah, I think it was a battle pass. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, if they're going to yeah. do that, then, I mean, that's where they're going to make all their money. Like, why? The only reason they would make a co-op campaign is to do what? Like, like there's no, there's nothing in it for them um, except for the, to make the fans happy. But, I mean, the fans, as disgruntled as they may end up being, are still going to play it, right? So, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit worried we might never see a, camp, a co-op campaign. I think they backed themselves into a corner, though, because after the, you know, uproar about not having couch co-op, they said, from now on, every Halo game will have couch co-op going forward, um, and the next one coming out is not having it at launch anymore. So I think they've yeah. kind of, because they've made that promise, they, they will. I, I hope they do. I know for my son and I, my own sake, we were really looking forward to it, and then playing it online with you guys, four players through, was going to be awesome. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think it's... Um, I'm one of the very few, I think, who are we're going to play a co-op on the first playthrough. I think for most people, it's yeah, not much of a miss. No, and I think if um, like a true battle royale mode comes into it and it ends up expanding the story through that, because if you think about it, like all we've seen so far is, is a big, there's a halo ring that we're going back to. We know that the primary villains are the banished, which were really fleshed out in Halo Wars 2. And this is the first time we're seeing in the campaign for uh, a first person shooter Halo. Um, this could actually be um, the Fortnite killer that people have, you know, been wondering when it's on the horizon. Because if you can get Halo working in the right way, and you can have each season bringing in a little bit more story, 
like Fortnite kind of does, um, this could be interesting. I mean, it could be a really long-term battle on a Halo ring as long as they keep it fresh. And I think that's going to be the challenge because Fortnite keeps it fresh by giving us new characters that are based off all these different properties. Um, I don't know if that's really the right approach, but if Halo can do it with, um, you know, a, a story that, that builds... It could be interesting. And they've said that there's probably not going to be another Halo release after this one, that this one will just keep getting built on. So who knows? I I very much want um, a Fortnite killer to come up. I like things to be kept fresh. Um, and yeah. Call of Duty couldn't do it um, for two reasons. Um, well, the main reason being that its rating prevents a lot of younger audiences from playing. I know it doesn't stop them completely, um, but, yeah. you know, for the most part, it, it does. Um, but I think the thing that Fortnite has going for it is it's just a mishmash. It's, a, it's the multiverse game, right? It's just a mishmash yeah. of just so many different things. And as, as 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 loved as Halo is, like unless Rick and Morty appear in Halo, I don't think it stands a chance, to be honest. Not at, killing it, at least. Yeah, I, I'm no, add, I'll add a third pillar to that as well, Jason. I think it's the fact that it's first person. Like Fortnite being third person, my yeah. five-year-old is able to control that and play that. Uh, but That's if she was it, running yeah. around in first person, she'd just have no hope. And there's a huge, like you, you, you made that joke earlier on, Jono, about, you know, beating 12-year-olds at Fortnite. There's a huge market percentage of the audience of that game who is very, very young, who play it because of the ease of it, because you can play it on your, on your tablet or, you know, not on an Apple device, but on a, on a different kind <laughs> of you know, device of some description. And I think that's, yeah, that's what's going to hold it. It's funny. It's funny, man. I I didn't actually really even register that that Fortnite was third person. I know that's a really strange thing to say, but like, I don't, I don't register that stuff anymore, which I probably should. Um, Yeah, like it's. I mean, it's the same. Like Jen wouldn't be able to play Warzone, not because it's more difficult, but because it's first person. She just can't play first person games. Um, And 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 obviously, you know, it's it's a massive, it's a steep learning curve for anybody. It's a steep learning curve for for kids, as you said. yeah, that's that's very very true. There's only certain components of of Halo that'll probably be third person, right? Like the warthog and, and driving and stuff like that. When you pick yeah. up a turret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you can just run around with a turret the whole time. <laughs> and then they then they can play. So the turret mode for the kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't think logically we'd ever see it become a true Fortnite killer for those reasons you guys said. But if it brings it back to the top of first person shooter. Um, oh, yeah. you know, rankings and dethrones Call of Duty again, then it it could be really cool. Um, especially I, if they do combine it with a meaningful story. Yeah, I look. I think I think it can. Um, I we we we've been lucky enough to give it a go, and um, it's just it's fast, it's fluid, it has Call of Duty controls as I call them, which is what I've wanted from Halo for ages. I find it very hard to go back to a lot of the older Halos; they just feel clunky to me. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't because I don't know which Halo I'm playing. Jono has to tell me which Halo I'm playing as we jump from <laughs> multiplayer match to multiplayer, which is a, a technological marvel, the fact that that actually works at all. Um, yeah. But I'm, I spend 90% of my time in Master Chief Collection tweaking my controller settings and getting shot in the head while I'm, you know, while I'm doing that. So um, when I got into this, I, was just, I felt like a machine, and, uh, and that's what I need. Can I ask you guys, because you both got into the multiplayer preview, I didn't. One thing I was curious about was I watched a couple of videos online was that the announcer is, the voice has changed. How, how does that play into it? Like there's a bit of humor there as well? No, no it, it's, still, it's still the original yeah, multi-kill guy. Right. He's oh. still there. But you do have AI that does. And AI, um, sorry, yeah. That, that kind of yeah. commentates as you play um, you can choose your AI and each of them have very distinct personalities and they're really interesting. 
Um, I I really enjoyed it actually. They were really cool. Um, because I had one a... that was really sassy, and she was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm so excited! We're gonna kill Smartens." <laughs> so was that was painful yeah. actually. That I'm glad to see is um is getting a little Jay bit of life. Spartan had one orange arm, and the rest of him was grey, and it was called Scorpion Punch or something, it and was, it was yeah. just a cool looking armor. <laughs> it it yeah, reminded it me an awful lot of the Metal Gear Solid red arm actually. Um, but. Yeah. Uh, that that is one interesting point as well. Jono and I very much struggled identifying who each other was because gone are the days of of red and blue solid armor. It's now red and blue outlines, and that's fine. Um, yep. I can tell who my enemy is, but Jono and I were actively trying to find each other, and I just had to look for a dude with a red arm, which is cool in itself. Like I liked the idea that I'm just looking for this guy with a red arm so that we can work together. But unlike other games, there was just no easy way. Like if we were all wearing the same color armor. I wouldn't know who I was running next to. There's no name above our heads or anything from my Yeah. Which would be intriguing to see because this technical preview was apparently a couple of months behind where the game is at currently. There is meant to be a much bigger preview coming in the coming months, which can't be that far away because we're quickly tracking to the end of the year. So there's got to be one coming soon. Um, So, yeah, hopefully we'll all get a chance to play it very soon because – we saw a really small part, and I've got to say, my favorite weapons in the end ended up being uh, not the ones I expected, which was the commando rifle, but um, the traditional assault rifle and the pistol were my two favorites. Agreed. I was kicking butt with those. Yeah. yeah. I, it, there, is, there is something to be said. I mean, people used to run around soloing with the pistol all the time, and, and you mm. can do that in this, but the pistol yes. is very much a sidearm in this. And yes. as you pointed out to me straight away, John, I was just like, man, I keep running out of ammo in the AR. And you just like pull out the pistol. And I don't do that a lot in games. I don't use my sidearm as a backup unless I accidentally press the button in, in a panic. Um, but just pulling it out, it's just, it felt very John Wick at times. It was, it was quite cool. <sighs> I finished so many games, uh, so many kills that way where I'd, I'd empty the entire clip of the AR into them and then pistol came out, bang, headshot. They were down and it was like, next. And away yeah, I went. You, you're, so, uh, you're, you're an absolute beast of that game. I was, I was very impressed. <sighs> I, I went from... Eh, it's okay to, yeah, give me more, give me more, give me more, um, which was I, really good. Yeah. I mentioned that to Joe. I said, um, uh, I, th- I know I mentioned it to you as well, Jono, but I was saying that the feeling that I got of, of this Halo um, very much reminded me of the Call of Duty 4, not the re-release Call of Duty 4, beta, but who knows how many years ago that was, 10 years maybe? Yeah, um, probably least. more. Um, yeah. But that Call of Duty, that Call of Duty Four beta just uh, blew me away, and I I wasn't really big big in FPS back then. Um, and that that's you know I, I always loved Halo, um, but I, that was all I really played. It was just it was just Halo for first person shooters, and occasionally Rainbow Six. Uh, but yeah, it, it gave me that feeling, and uh, I wasn't expecting that from this. I I had the lowest of expectations, to be honest. And I'm I'm all the way up here. It's it's my most anticipated game for this year, and I never thought I'd say that. So I'm I'm excited for it. So there we go. Gary, the year's already settled. Uh, don't, don't you, Joe, you'll get your chance. It's coming. Yeah, with my track record, I'm just saying I'm not looking forward to this game at all. So uh, it'll be, yeah, it's going to be think, terrible. Let's just say I, that. I think you'll be all right, Joe. <laughs> I'm sure hope it is great. Come on. It's good. It's good, man. You'll be all right. I, I think as a team with uh, the three of us and your son, um, just moving forward, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. So and I'm really looking forward to this. That, that's that's something I wanted to say. I know that you're a little bit disappointed about that, Joe, but I think that we'll be able to at least live some of it through, uh, whether it's Battle Royale or otherwise. Um, uh, you know, we'll be able to do some form of co-op together. Um, and yeah, and then once the the story comes out, we'll do it again. <sighs> absolutely, hundred percent. Rolling in between warthogs. 
Gatling guns firing, which uh, reminds me, there were warthogs in Rick and Morty that I just watched the other day, the last episode. Okay. <laughs> it was great. They actually used one for like half the, the, the episode. Anyway, that's all aside. Um, I did want to talk about some sadness. All these movies being released to the cinemas and I can't watch them. Snake Eyes, um, you know, and uh, there's all these other ones. But like even um, like Eternals and uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings and also um, Spider-Man are all due out later this year. And I'm I'm pretty sad because at the rate we're going with lockdown here in New South Wales, uh, we ain't getting out of it anytime soon. The cinemas aren't going to be open. And it's, it's really interesting. I mean, it ties into that whole Black Widow thing as well where – Scarlett Johansson's suing Disney for um, loss of profits thanks to the release on Disney Plus, but it doesn't look like they're going to be playing and releasing any of these others that way. The um, other big one is um, June coming out, and that's going yeah. from day and day to whatever platform it's you know under. I think it's HBO or something. I don't know. But the director's like, this is a joke. Do not watch it like that, please. Go to the movies. Yeah. See, uh, I don't know. This could be a long podcast if I go on a rant right now, but I think movie theaters need to die, to be honest. Um, I I just think that they're done. And I know that not everybody has a, you know, a hundred inch plasma. But no, they don't make plasmas anymore. A hundred inch uh, screen <laughs> in their house. Um, but but we can really create that that cinema experience at home in, in some capacity, you know, and the last couple of times I've been to the movies, I've just been sorely disappointed. Like, as far as I'm concerned, the last movie I ever saw, actually, it probably was the last movie I ever saw, was Endgame. Um, and that was an incredible experience. And yeah, I don't, there are so few movies um, that, are, that are out there that give you that feeling. Like, that that night was the height of, like, just the way the audience got into it. Normally, you go to a cinema, you want everybody to shut up, right? Um, yeah. But the last the last couple of times I've been, man, it's just, it hasn't been good. It's a combination of, you know, the, the seat is bad or there's, you know, problems with the sound or there's just people like talking, they're playing mm. on their phones or whatever. And I don't know, it just, it feels like as a, as a society, we're not able to just like sit down and shut up and watch a movie, right? But uh, I, guess, yeah. I guess for me though, and it's like you were talking about some of these games coming out, it's what I miss about the movies is what I'm loving about a lot of the games that I don't enjoy particularly much on my own sometimes is just playing with you guys. Yeah. It's that kind of yeah. social experience of it, um, you know, sitting there when Cap gets the hammer and, and, and this, you know, that was just yeah. like one of the most epic moments in cinema history in a lot of ways for all us nerds. And having mm. every, you know, friends right around just made it so much you know, more meaningful, more Oh man, if, if I was if I was sitting on the couch, you know, when when Cap caught the hammer and I just went, Yeah, and I turned around and there was nobody there, it would have broke my heart. So um yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a sort of a mix at the moment. But um I, I genuinely think that the way that it's going at the moment with how we can get stuff the same time as the movies. Yeah. Um it's a shame what happened to Scarlett Johansson. I'm sure that she won't, you know, be able to buy a second mansion or, or a yacht but you know she did she clearly worked hard on it and probably deserves the money maybe um yeah. but but ultimately i think that the way that that was released is, is the way that all movies should be released i know that with james bond it's been pushed back like four times um yeah. just release it man just release I, it i'm actually with you both on this this count because i agree the an opening night on a big fan um, popular movie is huge. It like seeing some of the Star Wars movies we saw that way, and regardless of how good the movie was, um, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But you know, um, was always exciting because of the way the fans reacted to a movie and how we felt. And yeah, Avengers yeah. Endgame by far goes down as my favorite. And you're right, 
you know, capping out the hammer was an absolute ultimate payoff. But um, how often do we get to do that? Like I'm thinking of, um, there's two other movies I'd really love to see this year and they're big payoffs from movies from my childhood. And that's Ghostbusters Afterlife because it looks hilarious. Just even those little marshmallow um, Stay puff men are going to be a great scene in itself through to Top Gun Maverick. You know, as soon as that tune plays, it's like, ha, 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 and he launches off an aircraft carrier, bring it on. But um, I, I yeah. don't think I'm going to get to experience that. So in that case, I'm with Jace. I want to do it in the comfort of my own home where I can control, well, I can kind of control the snacks because, you know, I do get told off a little bit if I have too many. While the movies, I can get away with crap. Um, <laughs> yeah, there. I'm really torn. I, um, I think I, the answer to that is is do, do both. Why not yeah. both? Is that an old, old El Paso out or something? But yeah, why not? Both? And 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 that's it. And then you can just do what you want to do, man. <laughs> and you know what? Um, the next time, what is it? Multiverse of Madness that comes out. I'm going to movies for that. But I'm, oh, I'm yeah. probably not going to do it for you know, Snake Eyes. Um, no, not digging no. on Snake Eyes, but I, it's not. It's not that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and, exactly. and there there are just some movies that don't need that. They don't need that spectacle, right? Um, yeah, agreed indie flicks and stuff like that. I just watched an awesome movie called The Green Knight. One of my favorite movies for this year, but I don't need to see that at the movies. Yeah, agreed. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, I jumped in on Paramount Plus that just started recently. And oh, yeah. I, I know um, my fiance absolutely loves Fraser, Cheers and um, Becca. And mm. the full seasons of those are on there. So I, I've kept it for the year so that she can just go nuts and watch those as much as she likes because she's got some of it. Good in time DVD, for it. Not, yeah, perfect time. Um, yeah. But I watched, there was a movie that was advertised for Paramount Plus that was their lead opening movie called Infinite. It had good old Marky Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. yep. And um, I can never pronounce his name um, as the villain. He was um, he was in Doctor Strange as... Um, oh, Matt um, No. Oh, yes. Um... Oh, the guy from Firefly. Yeah, my fiance's yelling his name. But I, can't, I can't hear it through the headphones, and I Chitter- screwed up anyway. Chitterwell E or four or something like that. Yeah, Chitterwell E or four. That sounds is that, that that's kind of close. Yeah, sorry, yeah. dude. We we apologize for, for, uh, <laughs> um, heaps for that. But um, yeah, I thought this kind of looks cool because I was showing it in the ads. I'm thinking, why is it going straight to to digital? Yeah, there was a reason it went straight to digital. Um, but you know what? You're right. There's a place for both markets. And I think when we're seeing the quality of uh, like the TV series that Disney are making um, on streaming services, um, it's kind of cool that we've got this mix happening. Um, I am still a little bit sad for the cinema experience because it's not the same. Uh, Even, you know, like the last couple of times I went to the movies, the the cinemas are disgusting and dirty. The the seats have usually got crap left on them. Um, There's usually not a great smell. It's like, how, how thoroughly do you clean these? on a regular basis and um half the time you know the, the start of the movie the picture pl- plays up for a little bit and then it it evens out and it's like oh come on guys there's a reason why you're losing your market share come on yeah but um yeah not to be sad anymore but yeah that, that movies this year has been sad yeah that's it's that's oh. the theme of the year isn't it just been, everything's got a tinge of sadness to it so I think to end the podcast, let's end on something happy. What's made you guys happy recently? Well, seeing you guys, it always makes me happy. Definitely. But, um, I, I actually, I mentioned to you guys before the show, something that, that surprised me lately, uh, and, we, and this is obvious, you know, a lot of Xbox love here, but we talk about Game Pass, we talk about, you know, the kind of joys of that, but with um, 
with Xbox games with gold, Xbox Live, they do this free weekends, um, you know, and they just throw some games up and they've thrown up a few games recently, which have just been like the perfect weekend games. Um, The big one for me recently, which I never would have played, um, was they they did the Olympics game on the week that the Olympics started. And this was a perfect (laughs) weekend (laughs) I played it for like three days um, because it says it's a weekend, but it always extends a a third day. Well, it did this time anyway. We smashed it. We played all these things, multiplayer. Um, It was heaps of fun. My my son and I played every event um, all the way through and I got enough out of it. I never would have bought this game. And there's been heaps of games like that. There was that um, music game. Was it, is it called Fuser, Jono? The one that's the um, like spiritual successor to um, Dropmix. I think it's called Fuse or Fuser or something like that. I did not and know they, about this. And they, well, it's, it's just, it's, it's exactly Dropmix, which is that card game um, yeah. which we've spoken about on this podcast way back when. And they released that for a weekend and I had a ball with it and I was done. Oh, nice. I, 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 that was enough. So, um, yeah, I just, that's really made me happy lately. This, you know, keeping it kind of game related. Um, yeah, this kind of, extra bonus games for a weekend every now and then yeah i i think i think for me it's probably you know i didn't i didn't really get a go at lockdown the first time around and, and, and i certainly have this time around and i think it's just more sort of i guess being thankful for what i've got like it's i mean in terms of just being entertained and you know if if i was going to be inside anywhere i this is where exactly where i'd be like if somebody said well where would you want to be right if you had to be inside i'd be like my my house and yeah. it's just because I have I have everything that I love here. Like, there's nowhere I wouldn't want to go and live. I mean, I guess it'd be nice living in I don't know Thor's mansion or whatever. I forgot the name of the guy, Chris Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, I guess it'd be nice living in his mansion. But like, I guess what I'm saying is that everything is here. It all works for me. Um, my my family is obviously here. Uh, you know, I've got ways to be able to watch movies and play all the games that I want, and you know, chat with you guys and and you know, and and that's I guess that's just as simple as it comes. I mean, you know, that aside, obviously. Got my daughter and she's growing up and you know I'm, I'm learning a lot there but but i mean i'm just i'm exactly where i want to be considering the circumstances that's really cool yeah i agree um you know what lots, lots to be thankful for i've i've given a uh, different i've dove really deeply into um some online comics again which has been really nice to revisit some old things that i'd uh not read in a long time and a few things that I'd always had on the wish list. I knew the storylines, but never actually read them. And so I've been picking up a few sale items here and there and a couple of new transformers, which always makes me happy. You can't get past that one. And then getting to spend time with you guys. I think playing uh, games with you guys where we get the chance has been fantastic. So it's been a really good one. So on that note, this has been versus player. Well, you can find us in the usual places, good old versus player.com and anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Um, definitely check it out. We'd love to hear from you if you've been doing anything fun during lockdown, if you are in the situation that we are. Uh, and if you're not, tell us about the game that you've just recently played. You can tell us that on games or life at versusplay.com and we'll get that email. Um, but otherwise, this has been fun. See you guys again soon. This is player.